I suppose we should get going. All right, everybody, stay right where you are. Get the hell out of here. No, you stay here. You got to get going, so go. I'm sorry you came. Time now for stay. Nobody got a gun to your head. Or go. I'll be back. All right, A.B., I feel like the goes are easier than the stays today because both of us kind of had uh, the goalie conversation that we just had under our under our goes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you never want to allow four goals on eight shots, so that, yeah. that, that can go. And then we talked about the, the issue with the high glove. Like, those struggles can go. Like, get your glove up, pal. And I think, to, to the point that we were just having, actually, it might be beneficial because it's an off day today, so there's no practice. So he won't have a chance to work on those technical things with uh, Curtis Sanford, but he might be able to do it on Thursday because we know he doesn't skate on days that he... Uh, on days that he's starting. Plays, so yeah. I guess he could go to the morning skate, maybe work on a couple of things, get a practice on Friday, and then get him another, give him another start on, uh, on Saturday. So I think that's, uh, that, that probably would make sense for, for that, uh, that aspect. But another thing that I do want to see go, though, like there, there were, to point out the sloppiness, especially early in last night's game, there were a lot of turnovers. Yeah. A lot of turnovers. And luckily... Most of them didn't end up in, in, in the back of the net, and like they weren't massively costly turnovers like it was in the Boston game, but 19 turnovers in a game, you, you just can't do that. You cannot do that um, at all. A lot of them come from the blue liners, too, which yeah. that's never a good thing uh, to, to see that happen. But you know, luckily, they did a pretty good, sh- a pretty good job of not allowing those turnovers to become very costly mistakes. So uh, I guess that's somewhat of a positive, but... You gotta can't be turning the puck over 19 times. So neither of us mentioned the officiating in our stays or or our goes, but I feel like we should touch on it briefly from a neutral standpoint. Uh, Ab, what did you think of it last night? It was it was a little bit of a crapshoot, but honestly, I find that if both coach, I said this in the Nashville game too last week, yeah. if both coaches are angry following the game. Maybe it evened itself out on the ice. <laughs> yeah, like, you look at the penalties. Toronto had seven power plays. Florida only had three, so it was pretty lopsided in that way. But, yeah, Paul Maurice was uh, was heated about yeah. the officiating last night. I don't, can we actually, why, why don't we play one of those clips, just since, you know, we're talking about right Context. now. Context. Let's play the one about how Florida, it wasn't Florida Panther friendly. I think that one was kind of a, a funny clip there. Let's, let's play this. This is Paul Maurice last night after the game. There'll always be penalties that you take in your game here, and there's a whole bunch you're not going to like at all. I thought we had the inordinate share of those. Um, hard to describe the call. Usually, at least they have enough there to argue. Come over and say, "Yeah, the stick got up," or the Radko Gudis hits as clean a hit as you can level stick on stick, body on body. Not a charge. They're both going in the same direction. No problem with the guy going to the net at all. That's hockey. But that's there's. I don't, I don't know what the hell those guys were doing tonight, but it wasn't uh, Florida Panther friendly. Yeah, it wasn't Florida <laughs> Panther friendly. I don't think that's the part that's going to get him fined. I think the part that's going to get him fined is when he alluded to the fact that there might be some history between him and one particular yeah. referee in that game that, that might have been the cause for, for the 
conundrum with the officiating I'm last with them, night. I'm with them on that Gudis, though. I, I didn't think that was a charge either. Like, uh, that was a pretty good, clean check, to be they, quite they, honest with you. But. Yeah, the, the penalties just ended up being a little bit of a crapshoot. Like the Lilligren thing, where he, he guiltily walked himself over to the box, and then everyone was very confused. It was, it was a very confusing night for officiating. Uh, not a great night for the Stripes, but, but what are you going to do? I don't think they ultimately affected the outcome of the game, is what I'll say. Yeah, I think that's probably you know, well. Paul Maurice would argue otherwise, but yeah, fair uh, enough. I think that I'm, might I'm be sure maybe say. we would sit here and argue otherwise <laughs> if the Leafs had lost this game. So who really knows? Uh, a couple of stays though, like uh, stick it up for the teammates. We, we talked yeah. about Michael Bunting going after Nick Cousins after him, you know, giving a couple of hacks and whacks to, to Austin Matthews for absolutely no reason. Didn't like the can opener from Austin. I'll say that it's very unsafe play. I, I did not appreciate that one, but I did like Michael Bunting sticking up for his boy, and then Zach Aston Reese sticking up for uh, for Pierre Engvall too. On on uh, you know after Gudas took a little bit of a run at, run at him, so you know I just want to give some love to those guys. It, it seems as though this team, I don't know if if this speaks to the culture maybe of the team that they're really starting to you know galvanize each other here and they're sticking up for one another. I don't know. It seems more reminiscent of of a you know playoff hockey the way that they've been playing recently with against these physical teams. Yeah, I have that in my face too. Angball looked looked a little bit pissed off last <laughs> night. I was kind of into that energy Look. from him. He he was kind of responding. Uh, and then after that happened was when he assisted the Kerfoot goal, I think. There's so a I, pattern here with yeah. Pierre Engvall, okay? There's a pattern. and There is an angry grizzly bear of a man somewhere in there, isn't there, A.B.? Don't poke, <laughs> don't poke the bear. Because when when people get physical with Engvall, or like he's not gonna he's not going to initiate physicality, but right. when you initiate it with him, typically it wakes him up a little bit. I find he plays better when he's playing pissed off and has a tiny bit of an edge. And we saw that last night. We've seen this in other games too. The game that he got suspended in, um, he got rocked early on in that game. And then he went and scored a goal, and then later on he. Ended up getting suspended for a little tomahawk chop. I can't remember what game it I was. I thought that's where we were but headed he last tossed. night. Right, exactly, because when that guy gets heated, like he gets a little edgy when you know people get physical with him, and and that's kind of what happened last night. And um, there was just a little bit of a routine, a, a pattern there, I would say, with with Pierre Engvall. Uh, how about Morgan Riley's game last night? Yeah, I, I best he, one. Absolutely yeah. the best game that he's played since his return from injury. Uh, had a great assist to set up the opening goal for them with Dryden Hunt, who, by the way, became the uh, was the first player this season to score a goal in, with all with three different teams, something like that, uh, which was which was pretty cool to see. But it was just a nice play by by Nylander there to to see that to jump up into the rush and to see that um, that opportunity there for Dryden Hunt. And then led the team with, with six D-zone starts, so he was effective, played against the Kachuk line for a majority of the night, outshot the opponents while he was out there on the ice, 10 to 5, six high-danger chances with him out there, so they were generating a lot of um, strong opportunities with him on the ice and a 62% expected goals. It's nice to see Morgan Riley after being the whipping boy and getting, uh, you know, talked about non-glowingly over the last couple of games for yeah. him to go out and have himself a, a pretty good night. And I think Timothy Lilligren deserves a little bit of love, too, kind of yeah. stabilizing that uh, that presence. And, you know, those two together played really well last night. Yeah, lots of love to go around. 
for, for Morgan Riley and, and Timothy Lilligren. I was so happy for Morgan Riley last night. And I think he plays better when he's, he's activated. He, he was probably getting the simplify things. If you're having a hard time, simplify. But he was active in the rush last night, and I think that's but what But that's simple for him. Like, that's simple for him. Because yeah, that's, that's exactly. him acting on instinct. And you always want to be acting on instinct. So that, yeah. to me, I think is, is a good sign when he is jumping up into the rush as opposed to playing a little timid because that's not his game. Like, it's, it's just not. He's not a stay-at-home defenseman. 